0: what's up i'm jeff weiss a writer
1: and i'm no can do a rapper and this is shots fired a podcast about
0: hip-hop and empathy what the fuck is that caring sharing hey, feeling
1: man. other people's pain like a drake song my my wife recently told me that i that we had we've had a lot of problems because i don't have any empathy but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man I, I like you know yet you're surprisingly emo Yeah, but I I, I feel me. (laughs) I feel my pain. So you're a narcissist. Yeah, basically. No, I'm not a narcissist, but... uh... No, I think this particular thing, and this will happen on on when we do like episode 100, we can talk about my personal issues and my, after like, you know, uh, way later down the line. Just when we get to episode 100, it's both of us talking about like our issues and then there's no other episode. We just go up like that, just like. No, hey, no. And then they cried all the way down into the sunset. I'd imagine that'd be the episode that we have Drake on. (laughs) The Drake Drake episode? The Drake episode. We got. um, Drake would not come on. Like, hey, Drake, you want to come on a podcast? He might.
0: He if anyone actually would want to go on a podcast, it probably would be Drake. Drake's like I listen to podcasts all the time. I
1: think Drake is I'm like more the, NPR. But the first with the battle rap shit, the battle rap shit was like a dirty world. Like it was like it was like fucking cockfighting, basically, you know. And Drake is the first big rapper to like you know stand on the sideline for a whole fucking battle event and just sit there and watch battles. And then after that. Every one of the guys Were just like I love battles Oh yeah you see me I'm at a battle Jay Z's like I watch battles every day Get the fuck out of here Once Drake comes on this podcast It's over Podcasting We'll have everybody we need bro
0: But go with that Drake Well we do have a Young Money affiliate On this episode Chanel West Coast
1: Oh yeah we do huh Yeah Yeah I love that
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um How's the year This is gonna be airing Probably on on Probably Friday But how's your 4th of July It's a few days afterwards But do you have a good holiday
1: Yeah I can tell you all about it Um It was at my grandmother. My grandmother and her twin sister, they live in like a triplex near each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, all like my cousins came over. Wait,
0: your grandma has a twin sister? A fraternal twin. My grandma has a twin sister. What? Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, bam, bam, bam. But basically we... uh, My one of my cousins came over and I brought my bike and we all have kids so I brought my bike and I brought skateboards and I brought fucking scooters and all this shit but then me and my cousin actually took over and she was riding the bike and I was holding the skateboard and we went down this hill really fast like we were kids it was really tight Um, my cousin the reason why we had it at at their house is because my cousin that was got out of jail after 10 years decides like I want to throw a barbecue for everybody and I'm going to do all the cooking I'm going to just do everything and he was just like just so happy to just like have like that's, was this his first Fourth of July after being out of jail for ten years? Uh, it's his second because I think he's been out for about a year now. But like the last one, he was like, like thing. he literally doesn't didn't know how to barbecue. He's like, he didn't know how to fucking. So you're saying he's Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah, because uh, we're city
0: folk. Yeah, we don't know how to ride bikes or barbecue or horses or camp. You know how to ride bikes. Everybody knows how to ride bikes. I don't know how to ride a bike. What the fuck, Jeff? I didn't have a dad like that. My dad never taught me how to ride a bike. Which I guess is probably a poor excuse because like a lot of kids
1: grow up in like, you know, places where they don't have dads and like somehow my mom didn't teach me how to ride a bike. Yeah yeah. My mom tried to teach me how to ride ride a bike, then I fell in a bush. And I never trusted her again with that. Did you thing. just taught yourself how to ride a bike? Taught myself how to ride a bike. Well, you're obviously a more clever lad than I was. No, I just had to keep up with the other kids. I felt like once, it's like getting, it's a L.A. story, really. Yeah. It's like, you know, everybody's on bikes and you're stuck on the block. And everybody's like around the block having fun. Yeah. And then when you're 16, everybody gets a car. And then you're stuck on the fucking block. Yeah. And everybody's in the valley at a house party. You know. It's- <laughs> Why is every house party in L.A. in the valley? Everyone where the parents don't give a fuck is in the valley. Always in the valley. Like I like most of my teenage
0: years were spent driving around the valley because it was like before like you and you never had a definitive address. You're like, oh, I think it's in Tarzana off yeah. this one street. And you're like, okay, guess we're going to Tarzana. Then you end up at Canoga Park. And then you end up like in the hills high, and you're like, oh, let's just go smoke weed up in the hill.
1: We couldn't find the party. That happens a lot. But how, then so, yeah. how was your fourth man, how My fourth, fourth? I went to Mexico. What? That's un-American.
0: Yeah, no, it was uh it was literally un-American. That um, doesn't
1: make any sense man yeah it was just friday <laughs> or as
0: they call it in mexico friday <laughs> uh it was chill i don't know like I, I got sick and then i woke up this morning i was sick like most of the weekend and working on. i did I did zach braff profile mm-hmm. which will come out which for the washington post on sunday and then uh i did my call. balling on us, uh, yeah stunning, stunning whatever yeah. you know that's why our podcast about empathy um and then i was sick and then i woke up this morning today Uh, as this morning is usually. Uh, And I had a black tongue. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought I was dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it turns out that I just had had Pepto-Bismol, which, shots fired listeners, it's a side effect. If you wake up with a black tongue, you are not dying. Well, you might be dying, but you might have just had Pepto-Bismol.
1: Yeah, if, if, if your tongue is black, but it has like a grain to it, like, like hair on it. Did it feel like I had hair on it? That's no, like, no hair.
0: No, just black. It was pretty hairless. Yeah. Okay. Damn. It was like, the, it was terrifying though. Like, I was just like, I actually woke up in the middle of the night with it and I was like, nah, you probably just had some bad orange juice. I like that. That's like my response. I'm like, what, like, what your you, black orange juice? Like, yeah, yeah, and, uh,
1: we got Mike Campbell here. We got Mike Campbell, our videographer who never wants to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Brock Jones not here. Sam
0: Yurick, the engineer. It's our team, mm-hmm. which we don't give enough credit to, but Shots Fired is not just.
1: Our teams from all around this country, man. This shit is amazing. How was your fourth, dude?
2: My fourth was tight. I feel like I won Fourth of July. Um, I went down. You to, won. Yeah.
1: As if it were a
2: game. I went down to San Diego. My two best friends live in Pacific Beach, and um, you guys are
1: really trying to get out the country.
2: Yeah, yeah. And um, it was brotacular. I'm sure. Seriously, <laughs> we had in my homie's truck. He did. He did like a redneck pool hot tub thing where you put a tarp in it, what? fill it up with the hose. What? Yeah, we had like. Cornhole and all that shit going. The girl going there was, and we were hanging out. You with, said
1: like, cornhole? Yeah, like it's the game. It's like the beanbag game. It's like, white bag bag thing, game. It's oh, like
2: super white boy. But oh, it's I've like seen that shit. Hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they um, got it at
1: the coffee shop by my house. At the coffee shop? There's like there's like a fucking. It's like two uh, two pads and what they each have holes in them and yeah, there's That's red beanbags and green. Yeah
0: i thought that was just like a beanbag toss
1: shout out to uh what's that shit called uh it's called uh, bar no no bar nine i am cornholio no bar nine i think it's called Cornholi,
0: bar yeah. <laughs> like where i come from means something very different
1: <laughs> no it's called bar nine in cobra city but they used to give out free coffee until they got their license and all that so that's it, why i started um... going but so cornholing
2: yeah that and then Sweeping the nation <laughs> It was all, like, his girlfriend just graduated from USD. She was in a sorority, so it's, like, all her friends and, like, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, There was lots of, like, Adderall going around. And me and this one girl kept, like, taking turns, like, drinking, like, an entire handle of vodka. So, That's like, crazy. You can drink so much when you're on Adderall. It's ridiculous. And then Really? And you, then all you, of a sudden, you all of a sudden we're, like, climbing rooftops to watch fireworks. I, like, sustained bodily injuries. But then, like, we I just want to
1: let the listeners know that his bodily injuries... Like are a, like a little like like, a minor scrape. Like it was spray. bigger
2: on Sunday, man. That's what just she kidding. said. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what she said. It's uh, um, your, your, <laughs>
1: your, <that's> your, <laughs> your patented move that got Dessa to, to complain. <laughs> 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 Told you, Dessa. Everybody gets it. It's not just because you're a All right, um, so
0: there's big news in the world of hip hop because Maybach music is crumbling. In the ashes do You I, I, you, don't, you, don't, yeah, you don't know about this But um, I don't think we even talked about this Because I wanted to save it for while we are on the air But um, So Wale and Meek Mill At odds Fat Trell also but that's a different we'll get to that um, not like anyone really, I mean, I guess like people care about Fat Trail, but it seems kind of like a third tier member of Maybach music, even though I know he's a star in Washington DC or whatever, but, um, I'm more on team gunplay. Um,
2: if we're going to go for under promoted, I used to call Fat Trail the Gucci man of Washington DC. Like, yeah. I'm more of a shy glizzy fan at this point in time. <laughs> if I'm going to go with obscure
0: Washington DC rappers. Um, so Meek Mill out of nowhere. Goes, Wale ain't, just ain't going to tweet a thing about my album. He's been hating on me a long time now. Don't even text me. Cornball. <laughs> Hashtag, you not MMG. <laughs> and then he repeats, I don't need no support. It's about a lot of these dudes really be hating behind closed doors. All these guys on the rap scene now.
1: Um, On the rap scene now. Because the rap scene now is full of haters. It's like you. Shut Meek Mill, like, how, like, you're not the sensitive guy. What is it? Like, I think it's just he hated
0: Wale, and they must, I mean, how could those two get along? I don't
1: think that's it. <laughs> what do you think it is? I think he just didn't get, he didn't get, like, you know, support for his record. Uh, he might not have sold, sold as much as he thought. It hasn't he come would out sell. yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what the fuck are you? Maybe he's just trying to create controversy. Ah. Uh, like you know, those, I hate I hate when couples fight in public. <laughs> I hate it.
0: No, but Wale's response is just so funny. Because Wale, in typical Wale fashion, doesn't respond on Twitter. Because you know that that would've just which is probably smart on but he responds on Instagram. Um, Cause <laughs> that's where that's where all the cool shit happens on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I would. How great would it have been if Wally just responded on Vine, <laughs> just Wally with like
1: some kind of dread shaking Vine? Or something. That'd be tight. He like he said, "I'll support you." <laughs> what support? <laughs> <laughs> Do it for the Vine. <laughs> like, Bye, like,
0: is Wally a drug? I don't know Walli. So Wally responds, it's totally emo. Um, he's like a few weeks ago, seven weeks ago. In parentheses, I posted this, but okay. Moving along, I guess he did post something, like, Mm. some kind of meek mail, blah, blah, blah. My AVI always changed when it's that time. (laughs) Okay, that's not enough. Y'all can see Razor Ramon post on this now. I don't know what that means. Mm. But, um, but I don't care. I wrote a long-ass post day before a single dropped. Mariah record dropped. Nobody said a word. I don't care. I still don't. I carry myself with a confidence and humility. Like, yeah. (laughs) Two things that no one has ever said about Wally. Oh, that guy's got a lot of confidence and humility. (laughs)
1: I don't know what, when you yourself say that you're humble, is that being humble? I don't know. But Ben Westoff, shout out to Ben Westoff is like, any anytime that you mention a, like a, an artist is humble
0: in your article, yeah. strike that out because they're just probably lying to you for the purposes of doing it. he's totally right. Really? Yeah. Cause no one is really, no artist is really that humble because you can't be humble to be an artist because like,
1: well, what if you're like self, de- self deprecating, but the like, I feel like Well, that's self deprecating.
0: I don't necessarily know. Self effacing. I think is maybe a humble. Yeah, self deprecating yeah. is like, you're kind of making fun of yourself. So, okay. Whatever. Same thing.
1: Um, it's kind of when you, you know, so, I think you can be humble. I've never, I, everybody kind of thinks like, I've like. humble's I'm, like the opposite of arrogant, right?
2: Probably, yeah. yes. It's like you don't brag about shit that you do.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, I definitely am not humble. <laughs> yeah, I'm not humble. No one is humble. That's what I'm saying. No one that,
0: because. But dude, there's
1: some people that are humble, and I'll tell you yeah, this. They're not of-
0: doing it publicly, probably. And like my friend Dan Love who's not listening to this. Dan Love. He's a photographer, right? This guy's, you should follow him on Instagram. He's amazing. Daniel Love, I think is his name. And he's amazing. He has like a 100 Instagram followers. And he's like definitely better than all these other Instagram followers that have like 50,000. But he's so fucking humble that he doesn't put himself out there. So no one's ever fucking heard of him.
1: That's not humble That's just kind of shy
0: No that's humble That's like I, I don't think I'm that amazing So I just don't do I, I, he, no, no, no
1: no no That's not humility That's just like You know Anyways That's right. humility Let's go back to He's life. like self-effacing
0: No I think he's just A humble guy
1: I don't think I'm
0: that good Like humble I mean I, he, I'm i sure He thinks he's good But he doesn't think He's like I need to shout it To the world Which is the whole notion Of being on Twitter And Facebook And that's Promoting yourself You can't be that. I mean how can you Promote yourself really humbly I just don't buy it Is my point
1: yeah, I do. I, there's a Bruce Lee quote that I, that I read the other day, which is pretty tight. It was like, really, it's just something, especially coming from Bruce Lee. Like, it was like really cold. He was just like, he's uh, like, if I, what did he say? If I tell you I'm good, you'll think that I'm bragging. If I tell you I'm not, you'll know that I'm lying. That's like the illest fucking. That's like a yeah. rap bar right there. Yeah, just like is. I just really can't say shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well,
0: that's what I'm just saying. Like I think if you know if you're dope, you don't need to tell people that you're fuck. I mean, uh, the, this world is different though because social media has made it like mm. whoever screams the loudest gets the most attention. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, so while I continue,s <laughs> I always try to have a lighter side to MMG because I understand I don't quote fit the mold. So if I'm trying to spruce an interview up to show that we're not trying to be serious, tough guys on the red carpet, or try to be a bit more engaging to broaden our audience, (laughs) forgive me. I never wanted anybody to think that we take ourselves that serious. We are rappers. I don't need to take anybody's shine or hate on anybody. I walk in a completely different world. This is where it gets really good. Where I look for sip jeans and Shanghai dunks online and know what kayfabe means. Mm -hmm. I check NBA draft.net daily. I'm on What Culture all day long. I enjoy shit like that. I play fucking Zelda and fuck with bitches who teach yoga and paint. I get it. I'm different. Wait,
1: wait, wait. I'm going to tell you this right now. Paint. Which that's is the, which is cool, which re- is no,
0: I respect that. That's that's that's, but you, that's cool.
1: But <laughs> as a as a as a as a, a dude, a gamer guy, which is no 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 <laughs> hating. You play fucking Zelda. That doesn't fucking make you fucking meet the gamer world halfway. Is there some new shit happening with Zelda that I don't know about? No. There's, no, uh, I think there is a new no. Zelda. That's Unless, coming like, out. the
2: new Super Smash Brothers that's coming out. I was at E3. But no, he didn't that's say like, Super like, Smash Brothers. Just the Zelda that I play. Dude, that's like
1: Zelda. saying I play Zangief it's like (laughs) I'm a big gamer I play Tetris (laughs) you're like alright
0: douchebag fucking Um,
1: Zelda get the fuck out of here uh,
0: no but you know what I fuck with bitches who do yoga and paint like what is that so fucking arty so what you're in you're in Lamert Park you're in Baudelaire like what is so weird about that I
1: fuck with bitches who do yoga and paint notice that he says I fuck with. so you've been in Williamsburg before congratulations Huawei I fuck with bitches who do yoga and paint let me let you know something (laughs) right now in this world Where Urban Outfitters outdoes the fucking Macy's these days, right? The basic bitch is the one with the fucking yoga mat. I'll be honest with you. I've been in a thousand yoga classes in my life. Never heard no Wale being played. No, James no, no. Blake, on the other hand. I don't, I don't even go to fucking yoga where they play American shit, bro. I can't even do that shit. Oh, I yeah. I don't want to hear. I mean, James come Blake. Up, come it, up to Silver Lake. Yeah. Oh, I know, like, every James Blake song. sounds like fucking low end theory. That's what it sounds like. No, it's like the emo. My it's, brother and my sister. Yeah. It no, gets that weird. shit, um, without the dubstep Bear.
0: Bon it's just like I'm like, if I ever have to hear another Bonnie Bear song oh. in fucking yoga class, but yeah. whatever.
1: But that's, that is fucking modern day basic bitch music. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd rather know, it's pretty mainstream, honestly. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah,
2: but like every fucking basic girl is into like Mumford and Sons. Yeah. And even like the Black Keys, because like they think they're edgy and they think it's like indie music. But, but it was friendship. edgy at one point in time, like, but they're fucking layers no, ago. No, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. The Black
0: Keys or Mumford and Sons were never edgy. Never. Black Keys nah, were.
1: You, you have a short memory, my friend. Yeah, dude, Black Keys, we Keys were, were hard
2: body edgy like seven, eight years ago. So like 12 years. I, I, I was listening to Black Keys like. Like when MySpace, I'm Jeff.
1: I'm a I'm ahead of everything.
0: When I MySpace, thought were, when I thought sparked... they were like random black dudes. Like I was like, these guy's pretty good. <laughs> you thought they're like th- 70, like seventy year old factory thick, thick freakness. Yeah, like exactly. Thick, that era. Yeah. Yeah. they were. I mean, Chula is an
2: amazing record. Chulahua, is they, that the you... one with Meet Me in the City? That's like my favorite Black Keys song. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like, but
1: um, I really, I as as a fucking OG weird black dude as a fucking early weird black dude i really and maybe this is just the fucking this is the hipster and thing that Wale happens are
0: not different in age like he's like 30 yeah like or 28 or something so he's kids that were different. about
1: sneakers like when wally 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 whatever the fuck his name is when he came out and that sneaker shit that was like the anti-us yeah. we were like oh no that's that fairfax shit yeah my we still from fucking goodwill i don't know why we did it you know, yeah, we were on some thing. other shit, you know, but like... I cannot support this. But that's when we, we were fucking young, and there was fucking paint... I
0: check NBA Draft.net. No, what the fuck? You check... Who cares? It's like, oh, whoa, you, you watch the Draft normal. on TV, you edgy motherfucker. I wonder what... This Me- is so
1: funny. So what does Meek Mills do that's so different? I don't
0: even... They must be still laughing. Um, He's like, no, and he goes, anyways, I text... He goes, I text niggas Happy Father's Day and get no reply. I laugh it off. I laugh at how I write songs about chain music, and y'all got lost, or 600 bands like to have fun with our culture because i believe spelled wrong i add that to a gangster app faction i made my opportunity to work for me that way i write poems i watch wwe i collect kicks i'm sensitive okay i may be bipolar but one thing i'm not a, <laughs> but one thing i'm not is a hater i see duck kwan jokes all day yesterday and patted myself on the back that i'm regarded as the aforementioned adjectives and not to Quan. i'm me and i'll be me and do this shit with my due till i don't want to do it i encourage you to wake up as soon as you find time this was a post about hashtag nothing
1: He's still not Milo. He's, like, he's trying to paint himself like he's Milo. No, he's not Milo. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> he's trying to paint himself like he's super, super like, so far Yeah, like, removed. we have to find out, what do Milo's
0: girls do? Because I guarantee it's, like, well beyond yoga and and uh, paint. They probably do
1: still yoga and paint. Well, here's the thing. He's so young that his girls are haven't even gotten to their weirdness yet. <laughs> like, he's just, like, as soon as they fucking touch him, they immediately, it's like fucking... Uh, the legacy virus from X Men, it just spreads all over them, and then they end up they stop doing yoga and they go live in the fucking woods somewhere. I think.
2: Yeah. In so, a
1: yurt. In a yurt. Mm-hmm. in a yurt. Doesn't Shock G live in a yurt? Didn't I've been
2: told that Shock G lives in a Sick. yurt. My friend like walked by his his house when yeah. he was hiking one day. Yeah,
1: yurts are tight. Yeah. I live near a yurt in Mendo.
2: So and then the other thing is
0: uh uh Fat Trails Baby Mama uh was saying that he's like haunted because he killed a man when he was 17 and yeah. which is like you're a horrible person for putting that out there first of all like you're a
1: snitch ass bitch yeah come
0: on like and then she was saying like how like i don't know like she got into it this another baby mama and like but the the main thing was that he's like she tweets at tyga she's like he was fucking black china where your baby where your son was in the next room
1: uh is that why they had a beef who did do they have Didn't a It like Tiger, no, was, tiger was and Little, little Dirk. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get them all dirt. confused. Yeah, and it was
0: like other things too. Mm-hmm. But that's just horrible. Social media has really enabled people to do things that they should not be allowed to do. I
1: don't understand how being in LA, you make it to Calabasas to fuck somebody's bitch. <laughs>
0: That's very far That's With far tra- yeah. With traffic?
2: There's not a bitch That can make me Drive to Calabasas And the cell phone Service kicks out So your GPS Stops working So it's like No oh, it's you've like, tried you this there. Before haven't you Mike I've. I've it's not Penga Canyon Well it's like Right next to it I'm just being facetious But <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was Going to be funny <laughs> No it was hilarious uh, No it's It's it not accurate <laughs> uh, Yeah this whole I feel
0: bad for Fat Trial Actually cause that's Nobody, nobody deserves that Dude Can't she diss Wale more?
1: I don't understand, man. Like, how...
0: Like... I don't understand... And she tweets, if anything happens to me, <laughs> Fat Trail is responsible... Or my
1: baby or my mom, Fat Trail is responsible. Well, she just, like, slips in the grocery store. <laughs> and then they, they sue Fat Trail. An uh, anvil fell on my head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. What's up with bitches self-destructed and just like you know you love the guy at one point in time. Leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. Why do that? Him, like, but it's it's money. T- he's your father you're, of your son. It's or, money. And if you're the baby's mom or really, daughter, if you're the baby's mom and you're not the like baby's mom that's with him because he's afraid of getting married, but you're just like a lady with a baby. Then you off top. You just kind of wanted him for the wrong reason. I think anyway. she might
0: have been like the top in the hierarchy of the fat draw, but no longer. Really? I, I maybe she. I'm sure she like found his phone and just went nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's probably what happened.
1: But still, like, uh, you know, that <laughs> child this...
0: didn't know about those codes. <laughs> There's codes. No, like you know, PASC, you, oh, you have to type thing. I mean, or maybe uh, it was like some kind of like generic Maybach music kind of reference. <laughs> it's like it was like six hundred. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, it's hilarious. Anyway, so we have Chanel West Coast on, which was a. Uh, uh, my girlfriend Emily was like, "You have to get this girl on randomly because it's."
1: Oh, our girlfriend's picking our guest now.
0: Yeah, that was. She was like, yeah, "I'm very fascinated to know." Yeah. yeah. But you know, she was an interesting guest, and she's uh,
2: on Young Money. Okay. And was on the Rob Deerdeck Fantasy Factory show yeah. and uh, ridiculousness. I actually watched like eight episodes of Ridiculousness, like hungover as fuck on fifth of July. Yeah. It was better than I thought it was. I used to not watch that show because I'd be like, "It's just a rip off of Tosh Boy." Now it's actually kind of better. Really? Yeah. 'Cause they have like famous people on. Mm. And like they kinda say funny stuff, but like it's it's like it's not watching stupid YouTube videos, it's all like it She's all probably the most famous
0: guest. We wish it was pretty random. TV, TV fame is like it's a lot of fame. Uh uh a, a... Forthcoming guest. Oh, our fourth guy, yeah. yeah, the yeah. neon icon might be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do yeah.
1: I keep on telling people? I just want to keep on building. Fuck, man. Well, everybody already knows about, already, about it.
0: People are already knowing. Yeah. People, I'm mad that that happened. Been I'm
1: mad that you fucking let people know off top. I was when I saw that fucking t- text tweet. I was just like, no. It lives <laughs> up to the weight. No, does no, no. Imagine if no one knew, no one we'll knew, it and we for, just like, dropped we'll do that for it.
0: for another. Yeah, when we get. Whatever. I got him. He <laughs> <laughs> was my guest. I'm sorry for being uh, so critical. I'm, I'm just... sorry for being me. So anyways, <laughs> alright. Shots fired. Pa we have an officer down, shots fired.
1: This is shots fired, and we're here with Chanel West Coast wearing a need more coffee shirt, which is I
0: need that as a mantra. Which I uh, was forgetting my mantra.
1: Yeah, that was my first words, I think.
0: <laughs> need more coffee. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you a coffee fan?
3: Uh, yeah. I mean, I just kind of, I kind of need it to live, I guess, because I I'm so busy and I just. Really helps me, you know. Yeah, but yeah, actually, yeah. right now it's funny. I'm wearing this shirt because right now I've already had a lot of coffee this morning, so I feel a little jittery. So I'm like, I definitely don't need more coffee right now. What
1: if somebody just gave you coffee because of that, <laughs> and then you got to take it because it's a gift? It's
0: like it's like people that offer like cocaine randomly to people. Like you're gonna just have like people randomly offering. Yeah, to yeah, your yeah. Shows. So I'll that, take So that ha- take ha- it then. that happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> cocaine.
1: <laughs> no, dude, I've, I've been offered cocaine so many times. In that my, would be the best. best part. Not <laughs> really.
0: I because I'm not really a cocaine kind of person, but like if people are offering me random drugs, I, like. Like, people started offering me weed last year at the Pitchfork Festival, and I felt yeah. like I'd really... I'd you, found, like, you made it? Like, yeah. I was like, I wanted to scream, like, Mama, we made it. So <laughs> like, and she'd be like, Jeffrey, you have a drug problem. Yeah. Anyways. Mama,
1: we made it to rehab. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Anyways. um, So, do you, you're not one of those people that have, like, a, like a triple iced mocha frappuccino, or do you keep keep it strictly basic? Because it says a lot about somebody.
1: Uh,
3: I just get iced vanilla latte. That's
1: fair. Ice vanilla latte. What do you get? Nothing too crazy. You just get black coffee, right? I get, you know, I'll I'll do like (laughs) on a date like this. I'll get a, a black iced coffee or I'll get a black Americano. And if I'm feeling like, you know, I might put a little cream in it, just, you know, depending on... it, gets it. saucy. Yeah. If I'm, feeling, if I'm feeling fresh, I'll put some cream <laughs> in my shit. What about you? I just get iced coffee with, like, half and half. You, you use hella cream, bro. Oh, a lot Your of cream.
0: Your coffee's white as fuck. Yeah, yeah I like a lot true. of cream
3: in my coffee. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I don't put, uh, like, I used to put sugar in it, and I just thought shit is poison. Somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. See,
1: I'm the opposite. I'll do black with
0: hella sugar. This, we're gonna be—we're gonna really cross over with this podcast too, like coffee snobs. Just don't oh, do yeah. soy
3: milk because soy milk is guys' man boobs. Yeah, I—I
0: oh, I, I drink a little bit of soy creamer at home, but until should, I grow, just... until I look like Rick Ross, I'm chilling.
3: No, it's so <laughs> funny too because I was like, wait, so if they get man boobs, does that mean I'll get bigger boobs from yes, soy? Yes, you will. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm about to start putting that in my. I just like the idea of your period again.
1: and everything. Dude. Oh wait,
3: what? I don't want to do all that. Uh uh that's too hurt. much.
0: I just like the <laughs> idea of Rick Ross like not actually being like fat. He just drinks a lot of sweat milk <laughs> <laughs> like one in doubt Rick Ross just did, what, what are, you, are you getting a phone call we're back in back <clears throat> on shots fire my
1: daughter she uh, she she like she likes to play sick at the at the nurse she'll be like I have a headache and then she'll just like have us pick her oh, up because she wants to go and then she'll come home and watch frozen and like <laughs> in, like in, n- nothing yeah ice cream. she'll just be doing the happy dance yeah she'll be <laughs> outside doing cartwheels but like, you were just sick. Yeah, You just had a headache.
0: And I'm better now. Yeah.
3: I'm better now that I'm home and got to watch Frozen. Exactly. You
0: just <laughs> let go. She's going to get to a lot of school in high school. Oh, yeah.
1: For sure. <laughs> I got to put her in art school or something like that. She has to be... She's already in, like, the gifted class. And then not only is she not gifted, like, math gifted, she's gifted, like, art. She paints really well. Hmm. And she dances well and shit like that. So, like you know i think and she's good at sports too so i so basically i just have a hyperactive. you just have a perfect child well you def- def- yeah. definitely yeah. keep
3: her in perform performing art schools because it sounds like she's a little bit like how i was because i used to do that too i liked to play sick because i hated school yeah. but that's the only thing that really kept me liking school was like getting to do performing art stuff being in dance and like doing creative shit like that was the only thing that i went to school for
1: really yeah that's tight where do you go to school
3: uh, I went to, I, like, for high school, I went to Taft High School for mm. two years. Oh, you I, went
1: to Taft? Yeah. <laughs> that is another L.A. rapper school. Yeah, that's it is I, A lot of, yeah. Yeah, ha- of our, Hamilton is a rapper school, but then Taft is a rapper school. All the rappers that they come from the jungles, all the kids that come from the jungles, Get bust out to Taft. so yep. all the fellowship guys. Oh really? They went to Taft, uh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I AC know and that. all those dudes. Yeah, it's a long, long history of rappers from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jordan's and part. rappers'
3: kids. Like I went to school with. I went to school with Ice Cube's son. He's yeah. His daughter. Yeah.
0: That's tight. That's cool. So were you rapping in high school?
3: Uh yeah I was. Yeah. That's what I started. I remember it's so funny too, cause my friend just came to my show in Atlantic City, and I was like yo, I remember that time I I rapped that little rap I wrote for you in history class and he's like, oh my God, that's hilarious because I remember doing it for him and he was like, yo, you're funny. Like it was like, you know, like it came off like a joke yeah. to everybody at first and I'm like, no, like I, I really like to rap. Like that's what I like to do. Cause I always wrote poetry since I was a little girl. I was really yeah. into writing poems and stuff.
1: Staring out the window, writing poetry. Right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah.
3: I always say. Like every time it's a rainy day, like I'm like looking out the window, like imagining I'm in a movie. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, th- thinking about like all this like emotional stuff. Um, Aww. But yeah, no, I really I was a very you know emotional uh, mm-hmm. kid, and that's What's that's. Who's your favorite poets? Uh, well, definitely Tupac. That's how I got into rapping and that's what made me realize like oh i could take my poetry into music because i mm-hmm. read his book the rose that grew from concrete and that's when i like realized like damn like he's not just like a rapper like you know like just some hip hip-hop dude like he's like a poet first and foremost and that's kind of what made me think like okay he went from writing poems to making them into songs mm-hmm. like let me do that so. also
1: a performing arts yeah kid. i was gonna say tupac is actually like it's so funny because i was watching uh his performance at i get around on Ar- the old arsenio back in oh, the day oh really and I was like, man, he's just a he's just a, a crazy artist, you know? He's like, Oh, I'll, I'll write anything, I'll act, you know, and then he's a dancer. So you yeah. see like, you know, Shock G and Shock G is a super super Shock G he's is like he's, a, he's a great character. He's a genius. And he's yeah. like low key like a funk god. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah.
0: When I interviewed DJ Quick, I was yeah. like, Yo, was, was Dre like the guy that you were kinda chasing? And he's like, Well, at first, Ray was doing G Funk, so he was like, oh, not G Funk, he was doing the NWA stuff, which wasn't really as funky. Yeah. And uh, he was like, we were kind of chasing a Digital Underground.
1: Oh, because, dude, Oakland's always been on its own way. Yeah. And they just, it's since the beginning of time, when we had Sue on here, man, it's just yeah. like, they just want to fucking make the party crack. None of that bullshit. Like, nobody's yeah. like. A lot of mushrooms. Doing hard <laughs> music, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, Tupac, all of his performances are just like. It's like, you know, smile, look directly at the yep. camera, look at them, you know, like make sure you're expressing did, everything. Did you, did you hear about Tupac's last words?
0: I wrote a book actually. On I don't Tupac.
1: believe I those are his last words. I don't believe
0: them either, but it made me realize that. Yeah. You hear about it?
3: No, what was his last words?
0: It was like from the the responding officer, like at the crime scene in Las Vegas, and like apparently like Suge's like running around with like blood like streaming from his head, but like totally lucid and like because he Suge Knight and can't be killed by bullets. And Suge <laughs> yeah. Knight
1: is Thanos from uh, the Marvel world, but yeah, and the comic he, heads would get that. He's just thing. like wearing
0: like an iron suit probably or something like mm-hmm. beneath the red. Uh, and so then apparently Tupac's last words where the cops like who shot you and he goes fuck you and supposedly that was the last. Words.
3: Ooh, yeah right. I'll
1: never sniff
3: But the cops said that. <laughs>
0: so like I wonder is like is the cop invested in the myth making of Tupac because like
1: I mean Tupac. I wouldn't is- doubt if there's like you know uh, like some weird new single coming out soon.
3: Oh no it's crazy like my actually my ex boyfriend used to. I'm allowed to like speak freely, obviously, okay, right? Okay, course. cool. So my ex-boyfriend used to sell weed to Suge, and like, yeah. he probably still does. I don't know. I don't. I don't talk to him anymore. But um, it's funny because he said that Suge had this like.
1: And what what years was this? Was it good weed or was it bad weed? Good
3: weed. No, like OG. Like we used to grow OG Kush. Actually, me and my mom used to grow OG Kush, and like that's like my mom and my ex-boyfriend like used to like sell weed together. It's very weird. Anyways, uh-huh. but um, but you know, he used to sell weed to Suge, and he said that Suge had this like. You know big cd case that had like a lock on it and he's like literally he he put in a cd and it was Tupac stuff he had never heard before and he's like i swear i he's like i feel like that pool has like a a vault of just like unreleased tupac stuff and and like i don't know I don't he like said he's speak alive on, on an anything, island
0: but, but that's Suge being crazy talk i think
3: yeah that's that's crazy because i didn't he have like a, a funeral that everybody saw him at
0: <laughs> no he was cremated like immediately thereafter what? Yeah, he, Tupac was cremated immediately thereafter. You're getting confused with Biggie, because Biggie had the big funeral where like.
3: Oh, okay, they yeah, were, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. In, mm. in the middle of yeah, so it was it was kind of murky. So that's
3: why there is a possibility, I guess people think, because mm. there's no evidence of his dead body.
1: There's no evidence, but also I think that's the best way. Like, if you don't like being famous after being famous, that's the best way to get out of it. It's just fake your death. It's, yeah, there's no because like, you know like. Like Tim Dog.
3: Yeah, but how could you, like, really? I mean, anywhere in the world, like, you would have to literally, like, buy your own island. Like, Yeah, who's not going to
0: recognize Tupac? Exactly.
3: <laughs> did you see the one guy that came up on, like, it was, like, two years ago, and he came up on TMZ or something. He was literally Tupac's twin, and I thought it was him. I was, like, so excited for a second. I'm, like, that has to be him. I
1: swear mm-hmm. it is. Tupac <laughs> had, like, a fucking, he had, like, a like a Mexican Zapatista mustache <laughs> on, on the fucking. Also, uh, very, er, thing. very
0: early pre- uh, inspiration for the nose ring trend. The
1: nose ring yep. train? Yeah, for sure, man.
0: <laughs> for males. Continued by the base god in, in later. Oh, base, guy has base god ring? has a nose ring? Base god has a nose ring. It's kind of tough to pull off Be a, a guy that can pull off a nose ring. <laughs> so? What are your thoughts on men with nose rings?
3: Uh, I, I think it's okay, actually. I mean, yeah. um, uh, yeah, I know somebody I'm kind of close to that's a guy with a nose ring. And he pulls it off well, but he's also foreign, mm-hmm. which that's another thing, yeah. too. Like, foreign, there's a lot of guys with face piercings and stuff that are...
1: What foreign. kind of foreign is he like? He's from, he's from the UK. He's from the UK. Yeah. So it just the accent just it's makes like everything Jesus. better. It's, it's just like oh, I oh, guess oh, no, gonna... this is to my nose.
3: Well, <laughs> well, no, like he has like tattoos and like he has like another like weird like face pier- like one of those face piercings here and like yeah. one here and like so kind of just like goes with the whole like tattoos and like piercing thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If you, I feel like if a guy just only has his nose pierced and nothing else, that's random. Yeah. If it's like if you got like a whole piercing tattoo vibe going on, then it's more
1: normal. Yeah, I feel like the 90s was full of sus-ass piercings, you know? I mean... Like Jordan's hoop. And
0: hairstyle. Oh, Jordan's hoop? No, Jordan's hoop was the coolest hoop earring ever. He looked like a genie. Yeah, well, I mean, mean, Shaq was literally a genie. Yeah,
1: I mean, but not literally. He played one in a movie. No,
0: literally. He was literally a genie. (laughs) That was not a movie. That was an adapted from a true story. Um, Anyways... If I can make more Kazam jokes on this podcast, I'll be a happy man. Um, we're just going to, like, turn this into just a meditation on Shaq's cinematic You thought works. we were
1: going to have, like, a serious time, didn't you? you thought we were no, just read your I, Wikipedia I didn't, page. I mean, and...
3: well, when I got here, I Oh, just... we
1: read your Wikipedia page.
3: <laughs> My Wikipedia is retarded. I've been trying to get a change forever, which... Rosa, do you hear me back there? I hear you. We need to get that change. Yo, I don't know who put it together. I don't know. Like, it's, like, the most random facts. Like, most... It's, it's so stupid. Please don't even...
0: Nardwar should put together. I watched your Nardwar interview.
3: I don't know where that I was like, yo, it's creepy how much info he knew about me. I was like, how do you know my dad's name? Like Nobody mm-hmm. knows. I don't even have the same last name as my dad. I was like, how do you know my dad's last name? Like
0: mm-hmm. It was pretty cool where he was. He was asking about Danzateria though. That was, your dad is a DJ. Yeah.
3: Yeah. My dad was a, a big DJ back in the eighties in New York.
1: Okay. That's, how, time my, time that's time. how my mom met him. What's, what's Danceteria
3: <laughs> Or Dancer Danceteria Very yeah. legendary,
1: very rare. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. Okay, cool. Is it like a what kind of club is it? What kind of stuff? Uh
3: i I'm assuming it was like a Dance club was, um, well, 80s music. I don't know. It was, back it in was the like 80s. an
0: early, like, it was kind of where disco and hip hop and punk rock met downtown. And it was what? like a formative point for like the Beastie Boys, Madonna. Yeah. Like, Death no, my Damn, dad said he used stuff. to kick
3: it with Madonna. used to be there all the time. Yeah. She like... was
0: actually like, a, I think a dancer there. And she like Jelly Bean Benitez was like her early producer. And like, that was, it was like the spot. That's hard. Yeah. No, yeah. it was like actually one of the most like that. It was like when New York was kind of like the mythological kind of New York. When New York it was, like, was a, New York. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and then I think Deborah Harry, like, you know, when they had like the rapture video i think it was kind of uh supposed to be dance interior uh i th-
1: I, that's I don't i don't even know who deborah harry is or the Rapture. from blondie, from blondie. oh yeah whatever <laughs>
3: i feel like everybody just thinks her name is blondie
1: yeah
0: <laughs> eh, i thought so she's the first she's the first white female rapper ever so do you, do you feel a kinship to blondie oh
3: she's one of like one of my biggest influences like i love her so much like i actually just got a sick-ass picture of her to put on my wall for my new apartment like I really look up to her. I think she was like doing a lot of stuff that was like ahead of her time back then. You know, yeah. like things that girls are doing now. You know? I think
0: also the basis from Blondie ended up being the Talking Heads or something. It was there was like a or I think. I'm getting. I'm, I don't want to be quoted on it, but anyways, that's the problem oh, with the podcast. I think I say a lot of incorrect information that no <laughs> one. Some, some
1: guy's just tweeting like <laughs> yeah. you were wrong about would you said about the basis from Blondie. He actually was in the Flaming Lips or something. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah right. I
0: like that he sounds like Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that every internet random troll sounds like Cartman. You have to
1: just yeah you know, push it up into this area. You talk like that. That's how you sound like an internet nerd.
0: So yeah. who were the so the first rapper you liked was Tupac, and you grow did you grow up in the Valley?
3: Yep.
1: What part of the valley? Too fucking hot out there, man.
3: Um. Yeah, I'm mainly North Hollywood, but mm. um, my mom liked to move a lot mm. for some reason. So, mm. I, like, I was just saying to say i lived more places than I can even count. I really like I've tried counting all the places I lived, and I can't really remember all of them. But um, so I moved a lot, but mainly I grew up for the first half of my life in North Hollywood, and then when I was like 15, we moved back to North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I've... I've so
1: what, were you living all around in the valley or were you living all, all around?
3: All around in the valley. Okay. We lived in, I think, like Hollywood for a little bit too, but mostly, mostly
1: mm-hmm. in the valley. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's tight, yeah. The Valley was like strange territory for me. I never made it. I was from South Central. I never really made it to the Valley until like we got like 18 and we used to go to house parties out there. (laughs) That was like
0: always like growing up like would be the house party. You'd hear of somebody having like a house party in the Valley, but you didn't know the exact
1: address. You'd be like driving around. There's no Google Maps back then. There's no fucking So you just end up in the Valley on fucking Oh my god,
3: it's crazy thinking about like Back like, how did you do it?
1: Like you'd end up
0: smoke, you'd end up not finding it, end up smoking at some weird spot in the canyon. I'm too anal to not find it. 11 Go get papers. Yeah. Like, that's funny. That's like the LA teenage experience. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah
1: that shit in Clueless, man. That's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Wait, so you guys grew up here too?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, we're from here. It's nothing special. It's
3: weird, though, because I'm from here, but, like, I always say this. Like, I have no family here.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: My mom's from Ohio. My dad's from New York. Basically, my mom moved to L.A. when she was pregnant, so I was born and raised here. But I grew up going to New York a lot, Mm -hmm. and, like, my dad and my dad's family's all there, and my mom's family's all in Ohio, so... When I think about like my family and home, I think of Ohio or I think of New York. You know what I mean? But it's weird because I grew up here. Yeah. So it's kind of like a mixed. Do thing. they
1: treat you different? Like, cause you know, people from Southern California, especially, are fucking weirdos. <laughs> especially when you get to fucking like well, where Ohio. In Ohio. I mean, there's different. Ohio is like Columbus is like different than like Cincinnati and Coldwell. yeah, no. just the Midwest in general. They're like, like Dayton. Like, they're always Akron. just like. California, you're spoiled. You know what I'm saying? Dude, like yeah. when you go over there, like it's like, is accurate. there a big difference between you and your cousins and like how you guys get down? Yeah, well, my
3: family's pretty. Like my family's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. For I mean, I I say it all the time. Like it was funny. I did an interview on the radio in Ohio, and my uncle heard me, and I was like, yeah, you know, my family's like, because I was talking about my heritage. I'm like, yeah, they're like Irish. We're like you know like rednecks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And my uncle was like. I'm mad you said that. And I was like, oh, shoot, he's mad I called them rednecks. He's like, you should have said we're gun-toting rednecks. And I was like, Best oh, tight. my God. I'm tight. like, okay, I'll say that next time. But, like, they're, they're pretty cool, though. So, but, um, yeah, they're, it's it's very different. Like, just, you know like I'll will tell them like what I pay for rent for my one bedroom and my cousins and like you could have a mansion here like are you joking and
0: What city in Ohio are they from?
3: Uh my family they they're kind of spread out but my uncle lives in Akron, mm-hmm. my aunt lives in Canton, my grandma lives in New Philadelphia mm-hmm. and then two of my aunts actually moved to South Carolina. So now I have family there too. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, my
0: grandparents moved out there. South Carolina? Yeah. I they like try to tell me it's like not out racist there. out yeah, there. Older I'm like yeah. It's less racist than like fucking then what, like, clan rallies? Like, what is it less racist than I don't know,
1: man. I feel like South Carolina. I think I had a good show in South Carolina. It was like a really mixed crowd in the whole... It was like College Town. It seemed really progressive. College Towns
0: are always really progressive, though. They're well, always anomalies.
1: It, it's, you know, it seemed... There was a fucking a vegan soul food restaurant, man. <laughs> I'm intrigued by this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sucked, you know, but yeah. I, What, what city in South Carolina? Uh, I don't remember, man. I just woke up in a van. Right
0: um, remember, yeah. So... When you first started rapping, was that, that seen as weird by a lot of people, like, being a white girl from the Valley that were, you know, you just started rapping? There um, weren't that many white rappers yeah, at the really time. You really scared to ask that question. I was terrified. Yeah, no, it definitely... <laughs> she's bigger than she looks on the internet. She'll
1: crush me.
3: Um, no, yeah, it was definitely weird to a lot of people, especially back then, nobody was doing it.
1: <laughs> back then. Um, did, let's Let's put a year on back then.
3: I'm 25. You're I started 25. rapping when I was 15, so I've been okay, pursuing so it ago. for yeah. 10 years. And I actually—it's funny because a lot of people are like, "Oh, like no, she just popped off because she's on TV or whatever." But like that was actually one of the biggest setbacks for mm. my music career because as soon as you get on a reality show, even though it's not reality, you're on
1: reality TV.
3: That's that's that. Yeah, you didn't know that.
1: Fuck no, I don't watch TV Okay, like well, I'm on two I watch th- Japanese anime in the news, all right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm on two
3: MTV shows, and they're not even technically reality, but once you're on a you're show... You're on
1: Rob Dyrdek, right? Yeah, the on fan- Rob Dyrdek shows. Fantasy Factor is that yeah. what it's called? So you skateboard? Yeah. I know Rob Dyrdek is a yeah, skateboard. Yeah, I skateboard a little bit, okay, yeah. Okay, that's tight.
3: Um, but yeah, so once I was at, known as a reality star, people automatically are like, oh no, like it's a joke. Like Why are they trying to do music?
0: Well, what was the other show?
3: Um, I'm on Ridiculousness, which is actually um, still on. We just got picked up for another few seasons. It's like a clip show, mm-hmm. kind of like a, a mix between America's Funniest Home Videos and Tosh.0. Yeah. Not as racist as Tosh.0, but not as clean as America's Funniest Home Videos. Mm-hmm. So
1: so people getting kicked in the nuts and like falling off. But of not things. making racist comments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Tosh.0, is he I is, don't find that show racist? funny at all. Is he racist? He's always like said know. a bunch of fucked up things in the stand up. That's, I don't know yeah, it's not funny people like I had
0: homies would be like dude you have to watch this guy I'm like you're retarded and I'm ending our friendship I,
1: he's low key it's, that's, bro, that's like broken he's like evil Dane Cook evil Dane Cook yeah he's like if Dane Cook was just like you know what we just want to fucking make like make Dane Cook just like scary. how Tupac
0: was evil Will Smith yeah exactly <laughs>
1: exactly the same thing yeah. so true
0: yeah. it's really sad that they didn't get a battle for world supremacy I mean who you do you know, think would have won in the battle for world supremacy Tupac in terms of
1: the movie Will Smith? movie world
3: um, wait, and t- oh, who between
1: Tupac and Will Smith? We do know and who want to Music
0: wise. Die. Will? Yeah, well, it, the millennium is still. We're still 14 years into the millennium, so. I'm still getting. Man, to the that's really.
3: a tough one. I think if Tupac lived, because Tupac was a great actor, too, so.
1: Yeah.
3: But I think Tupac musically was on another level than
1: yeah. Will Smith. Acting wise, I think he's on another level. I'll always say, like, you know, I think you no, said last time. No, I think Will Smith time, is a really good actor. Fucking Training Day. Like, let's say you would have played fucking Denzel. Yeah, Tupac character. would have been Denzel in Training Day. That'd have been so fucking hard, dude. Yo, he played Good Cops. Tupac? He was in that Buddy
0: Cop movie. Oh, with Tim Roth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) Gridlocked. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And in gang... Wasn't he in gang-related as well? Pretty sure he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, Good soundtrack. Anyways, um... Not that great, but... (laughs) So... You started, you were rapping before this and like where, what did you do when you, where, did you start the show, the Rob Dyrdek show right I, after high school or?
3: Um, yeah, basically, well, when I was, I left Taft High School um, in 10th grade and I started doing homeschool and working because I wanted to get a car and have nicer clothes and my mom was broke. Um, Same
1: single broke mom shit, yeah? Yeah,
3: so I, I wanted to work and make money and mm-hmm. like I wanted to start pursuing music, so... I was working full time and like still going to school and, and I started rapping and then um, basically one day out of nowhere, kind of well not out of nowhere, a lot of things have happened like along the mm-hmm. road but uh, a very good friend of mine who's actually the first producer I worked with ended up passing away. Him and my best friend were shot and killed and then when that happened I kind of was like, it was like a wake-up call like to get on my grind um and so i quit my job and i just would like sit on myspace every day adding people like yo check out my music little Mm. white girl rapper and like i said back then like there was no white girls trying to rap then so it was very unique to say white girl rapper and see my picture next to it so a lot of people would go to my page and i started to get a lot of fans really fast and i ended up meeting um my boys drama and big cat who were on my show with me Mm. through myspace and then met Rob through them and like I talked to Rob on MySpace. Basically, I met Rob through MySpace, but he mm-hmm. had heard about me first like, oh, you got to meet this little white girl rapper. Like we kick it with it da, da, da. and uh and when I met him, I remember he like kept laughing at me and I was like, I I don't know am I really funny? I don't know what I'm doing that's so funny.
1: Am I funny? Yeah, you I see was, something hit. funny? Like, so,
3: I guess am he am thought I was entertaining. <laughs> And um, and Do yeah, I look so
1: like a clown to you.
3: <laughs> yeah, so he asked me to be on his show, and that's that's how I got on the show. And then I've just stayed. When you
0: receiving. the re- were you the receptionist on the show? Or?
3: Yeah, I was a I was a fake receptionist.
0: A fake receptionist. Yeah. So, so I, you're saying reality TV is all a lie.
3: Uh yeah, well it's not like reality TV. It's like, it's it's so hard to explain because our show is just a different type of show than any show there's no show like Fantasy Factory so it's real in the sense where the Fantasy Factory is a real place yeah
0: I've been there actually
3: and like Rob has all his businesses and like he ties in a lot of his businesses like into episodes and does that but all the like crazy funny stuff we do and everything like obviously they think it out they like Mm. plan out everything everything's plot and like there's a lot of times where it's like okay do this in the scene and you have to like basically do what the producer tells you to do and like you know I wasn't a real receptionist so every time you see me acting as a receptionist I'm technically acting Mm -hmm. um but people don't don't know that so I get a lot of people being like Bitch, you're not a rapper. Go back to being a receptionist. And
0: yeah. I'm like,
3: yeah, I was a receptionist before I was on the show, for real, but I wasn't really on, on the
0: were show. Were you a terrible receptionist before you were on the show? No, I was actually you really good, good. Like,
3: it's funny because I'm a very creative person, but I'm also like very like business savvy and like I'm very organized and stuff. So when I was a receptionist, I was on point. Like, I'm good at taking messages, making sure everything's in order, everything's filed correctly. Like, you're a
1: boss. See, I mean, you've been working on your own since you're like, what, 14 years Yeah, Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah.
3: I got, I got it from my mom. Like, my mom's, like, really hard worker. Like, she's always been very, like, she's instilled that in me since a little kid. Like, you got to work hard, always be on time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, that's where I get that from. And then I get my creative side from my dad. Um, I'm happy I didn't get the laziness from him, though. Because <laughs> that, that wouldn't have worked out.
0: <laughs> does he still DJ?
3: Um, he still, like, does, like, events and stuff. But he mm-hmm. took over my grandfather's business, which is, like, a sign business. Mm-hmm. They do, like... You know, like the signs you see in windows yeah. and stuff, and they design them. And mm. so my dad took that over, and he'll still DJ weddings and stuff. But he's—I think he's a little too old to be DJing now.
1: Yeah. Dude, you should take him on tour as your DJ. Um,
3: that my dad's made comments about that. <laughs> my dad called me the other day. Rosa That'd be was so
1: endearing. No, yeah. my dad
3: thinks like he calls me the other day and he goes, "I just wrote a rap that it, it's gonna win a Grammy." I I want to wrap it for you. Are you by yourself? I was like, no, I'm in the car with my friends. like, okay, well, I don't want anybody stealing my ideas. You got to call me back when nobody can hear me. I'm like, okay, Dad, I'll call you back later. Like he's pretty
1: funny dude take your dad take your dad as a DJ I mean you won't be getting laid as much but like <laughs> like you will definitely people will be like oh she's got her dad when you say that shit people's heart, hearts will melt you know they're into like
0: the Lifetime channel and yeah shit. you know like think about
1: like that old dude that's always at the Snoop shows think about that guy yeah yeah you know like, I think he's dead now
0: oh it's <laughs> Uncle Junebug, and he's dead now. <laughs>
1: R. I. R- 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 P. Uncle Junebug. Yeah, <laughs> obviously you don't
0: follow Snoop on Instagram the way that I do. Yeah. It's actually kind of sweet because Snoop, like in between like his like random like those words things, where he'll be like, you might be, the, it's like you might be a ratchet humor. Yeah. Then like he'll have like this like poignant Uncle Junebug tribute, and it's just like, oh
3: No, I love following him on Instagram. He's, I think he's the best Instagram there is to follow.
0: Yeah. So you have like Cameron 1.8 million. Cameron is pretty oh, good. on Instagram too. Cameron's yeah. pretty good. Uh, I don't
1: follow him.
3: I should. Yeah, yeah.
1: check him out. He's, he's and Juju. An <laughs> and his girlfriend, Juju. Oh, yeah, the big, the big booty one. Yeah. The one with the big booty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she has other attributes too, James.
1: I'm just saying. I just saw the big booty. I didn't know. I never had a conversation with her. I'm <laughs> I sorry. Don't either.
0: I don't know. I'm yeah. sure she's lovely though. Um, so you have. million Instagram followers, something like that, right? How did you get that many? 1.7. Whoa! (laughs) Yeah, how did you get, like, what's the secret to Instagram?
3: Um, you know, I don't know. I really, I just, I like, I'm really into pictures and quality pictures. I'm the type of person to post, like, a lot of, like, like, I won't post pictures of food and stupid stuff like that. No offense if anybody here posts pictures of food. I'm just not into it. No, don't
1: do that. Um, It never really looks that good. Dude, like, the way fucking, Except like, DJ sushi. Nobody and fucking Oh, yeah, Kevin, he makes it look good. But they sit there, they have fucking, they have things they attach to their phone, and they have, like, samples, <laughs> and then they have fucking apps. They really go yeah. in. But yeah. Continue.
3: No, I think, I mean, I think I just, I think I'm, I post good pictures. I don't know. I mean, I, I will say a couple booty pictures, I think, got me, got yeah. me an extra boost, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, it Never the hurts. The booty pictures? Hey, man, I'm. Doesn't hurt. To be totally 100, you, I've looked at plenty of booty on Instagram. That, that's a good point. You, do you follow lots of
0: like random. No, like... no, it'll just
1: pop up like you <laughs> yeah, know. right. No. <laughs> it just it just randomly. I don't. You know. I mean, somehow like I'll, I'll see a friend and he'll be like, I'll check this chick out. You know. But like I don't I don't I'm not following one 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 booty model I'm not following one. My ex
0: girlfriend started like doing Instagram and now she like she has forty photos and like hundred and ten thousand followers. Yeah, no and, Like way. forty yeah and, like forty photos and <laughs> like. All but some
3: people buy them too. That's you gotta like. No
0: no, they're, she's they're just they're, like scantily clad. It's a lot of it's a lot oh, of booty shots. Okay. But you know mostly like the occasional bikini shot, a lot of workout stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, people love, dude, like, <laughs> yeah, motivational like a lot of, like workout shit. My little brother, my little brother, all he does is fucking workout for one. But, like, I I don't know, like, it's almost like he's the fucking rapper. Because, you know, <laughs> people are just hitting him up, just like, nice abs, Kendall. You know, he just shows
0: his abs on Instagram. That's all he
1: fucking does, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> means he's a good guy. He's, but... My little brother's a bimbo, man. He's <laughs> it's just a fucking motorcycle and fucking muscles. That's all he fucking has on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. What's your Instagram so I can see your booty?
3: Uh <laughs> it's Chanel West Coast altogether.
1: Okay, cool. Hopefully I know how to spell Chanel.
3: C H A N
1: E. Yeah, so are you
0: what for someone that I like I have what is even what's different from Chanel than from other luxury brands? Is that a favorite luxury like what is the difference I don't know anything about like luxury women's
1: fashion brands?
3: Um well, I just started to learn a lot in the past couple years
1: because
3: obviously, growing up, to. I could not afford shit like yeah, Chanel. A, you know, yeah.
1: you got a lot of like people like with fake Chanel West Coast. Uh,
3: a lot, yeah, a lot of fakes. And I have literally every single crazy person in America lives on my Instagram. So don't be alarmed by some of the comments; they're insane. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um,
3: but uh, I'm anyways, I lost my train comments. of thought. What were we just talking about?
1: Chanel, Chanel. Yeah. The oh brand. yeah,
3: no, Chanel's like one of the best brands, I mean, I think it's just so unique compared to all the other high fashion brands. Like they have a very like classic style and they've stayed true to the mm-hmm. same style throughout time. It's like, if you look at old Chanel, you, it, it's still similar to now, but they still keep up with the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't, It it's so, I don't know how to explain it. It's so timeless, you know, like everything it's like, it's, it's the Chanel theme. When you see Chanel, you kind of just know it's Chanel once you know the brand so you one
1: thing that i know you know because my wife is pretty into that stuff is that chanel like she kind of like what she did for women's clothes it's kind of like what ralph lauren did you know Mm -hmm. just like you know make like this timeless good looking thing for like you know women and but it's also like a a gender bending thing like she was like you know putting chicks in like non-floor prints in paris and like color blocking and like pants and all just kind of like you know making women looking like bosses since like, exactly you know yeah, yeah, yeah. that's
3: exactly like how the clothes are like it's like like a lot of like nice suits too you know like
1: shoulder pads shoulder pads <laughs> shoulder pads shoulder pads are hard
3: but yeah no I love shoulder. are you
1: gonna bring shoulder pads back
3: <laughs> no because I I actually hate my shoulders I have very big shoulders for being small so on camera I tend to like look like I have bigger arms mm. a lot of people will tell me that too when they see me they're like wow I thought you were like so much bigger and I'm like like that? Like, nah, nah. You don't look. I'm looking
1: at these photos right here. You don't look like you got big arms. Well,
3: in pho- like regular <laughs> photos, but on camera, like for the shows I'm on on MTV, which I think it's just reality cameras, because in my music videos, I look, I look good. Yeah. It's these reality cameras just really bring out like the, the shittiness. Yeah. Like, like, really. Yeah. Yeah. Like anything that's bad, they will bring out of you. Um yeah. So yeah. So I, I don't really like my shoulders. So kind of big.
0: having gone from not being able to afford luxury goods to being able to now presumably afford them, does that make you feel weird in a way or like, how did, like,
3: I I mean, I really, I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like growing up, obviously, like, especially growing up in LA, you know, I went to a school like at Taft. It's like, there's a very big mix of people. Totally. There's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of the broke kids, a lot of kids get, get busted like he said, but you're also... Going That's to some rich valley right, girls. From yeah, like you're going to school right at the bottom south of the of hills. The boulevard. Exactly, a yeah. lot of kids live in south of the boulevard, up in the hills. So I went to school with a lot of rich kids, and you know, it was like you had to always keep up. It was, it was just like it would almost yeah. get depressing. It's like, man, like my mom does not make the kind of money your parents mm. make. I can't wear that stuff all the time. So, yeah. so now being able to buy things on my own, it's like so it feels so good like I was at Louis Vuitton actually the other day I just got this little Louis Vuitton purse
1: I checked the purse it was tight Thank I you. almost <laughs> took a picture and sent it to Elvin <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, but yeah no buddy. I saw this girl's yeah, he, mom he,
1: knows, he know, Yeah, he loves him he loves him some Louis But yeah. <laughs> no
3: sorry it's okay um, no I saw this girl's mom buying her Louis Vuitton purse and I was buying my own and I just was like thinking to myself like I made it like yeah yeah <laughs> mm.
1: that's tight dude that louis stuff is addictive dude like once you get into it do you are you are you trying to collect it or you're just like
3: i well now i'm trying to because like when i first started getting a couple nice purses i would wear them out so much because i'm like yes i finally have a nice purse wear it every day and then i'm like oh shit now the purse looks shitty so now i'm like doing better at like not wearing the shit out of my nice stuff to keep it nicer and i'll like try to like mix like the cheaper stuff in so i
1: keep my nice stuff nice yeah 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 that's how you gotta do it i have one pair of jordans one pair of jordans my wife got them for those the, are my favorite
0: actually pair of jordans from like yeah. yeah i, I remember back those back. came out when i was in
3: like
1: high school yeah yeah she got me these and i like i wore them once like once a year yeah and yeah you know and i because i'll do things. your christmas jordans i got them for christmas exactly <laughs> yeah you know i wear them with a the suit and shit and like we'll go see her family for uh secret santa <laughs> you No, know, but uh yeah dude like this fucking white part, dude. Like, let's say you just and I, I ride a bike too. Yeah. So let's say you know I'm riding and up a up any random hill and a car goes by, dust comes on them and they just fucking get fucked up for like in just one day. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta really take care of those things. I don't know what I was the point I was trying to get at, except for I was trying to see you eye to eye on nice shit. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, What did you do the Kanye
0: song New Slaves? What? The Kanye song, New Slaves.
3: What
0: about it? Just, I don't know. Like, it was a kind of a critique of materialism from somebody who's obviously... He's been critiquing materialism forever. Well, he's... he's, But he's also very much, you know, loves nice things. So it's sort of a... Con, you know what I mean? It's a contradiction, but I think it's also kind of... Uh, he was trying to make, I think, a commentary on how that's probably a lot of American people who want nice things, want to work the money to get nice things, but then feel like imprisoned by having to buy nice things and spend all their money on nice things.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the truth. That's exactly what it is. It's kind of, It's funny though, cause he, I mean, I feel like he contradicts himself a lot. As creative and amazing as he is, it's funny that he once came out with a song called "Jesus Walks" and is like, went from a song like that to like calling himself Jesus. So. Man,
1: the song was yeah. ghostwritten in the first place, anyways. Yeah, that was rhyme fest, man. That was Rhymefest. Really? Yeah, I, I don't Rime know if Fett's it was
0: ghostwritten, but I no, think Rhymefest. I think it might have been a Rhymefest song. Oh, it was Rhymefest. I, I, I think know a, he was
1: one of the writers on it.
0: Yeah, he wrote it. And there was. But a thing that,
1: is a sensitive, fucking, uh, conscious dude, man. Like even after that song, like everything he ran for he did, alderman
0: in Chicago. As yeah, well. he's
1: like all political and shit like yeah. that, you know. I, I feel like Kanye, like fucking that. That uh, what's the new slave song? Is the same song as fucking. The whatever song he was talking about, like, having to fucking fold clothes at the gap and, like, picking... picking, it Comparing it to picking cotton and shit like that. <laughs> Just heavy-handed shit, like... Like, why do you have to make it so fucking... Yeah. Make me feel bad for wanting a motherfucking... I should be a, rocker, uh, a right? coat made out of fucking 40 dead chinchillas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I, want my, I want
0: my Cruella de coat, and I want it now. Exactly. Yeah. Why can't
1: I have a fucking big-ass Cadillac before gas tanks on gold every... You know, like... I mean, he has a luxury to talk about that shit too, like because he's been able to buy that shit forever. Yeah. yeah. So he can kind of critique. It. I don't know.
0: After the wedding, though, he might
1: he might have to buy a little less. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude. When's that wedding? It, it already it happened. happened. It just happened. Damn. How much did that wedding cost?
3: I have no it idea. It had to be ten
1: million dollars. Wedding Versailles is not cheap. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Um, so, That's
0: crazy. Fast forwarding. So then you're on you're on the show, and then was your first like what would you consider your first like big break on the musical side or like big thing that kind of changed the course of your musical career was it young money
3: um yeah no well definitely young money i mean
0: was there something before that, that there be was kind of... a little
3: bit before that well i was signed to polo to Dawn. i had a deal with him first which actually ended up being a really bad deal which mm-hmm. i found out once i got good lawyers so
1: a deal direct he discovered doing... it was wow. a production
3: deal yeah mm-hmm. um Basically, I, I did this deal with Polo. I thought it was a good deal. I didn't have proper management or lawyers at the time, and but when I first got signed by him, like when I was first working with Polo, it was like automatically within the first couple weeks. I'm in the studio with everybody. I was in the studio with Chris Brown and mm. I had a song with him, and like within a couple of weeks, I had a song with Walk a Flock on, it, and it was just like mm. I was meeting all these people, like chilling with Sierra. What year was and, like, this? This was a.
1: Uh, I'm really concerned with what year it is. This was like,
3: like three years ago.
1: Okay, cool. And then was this pre-Gucci uh, Gucci? Gucci or whatever this was this probably about the same time. This was
3: like right literally right when Crayshawn was coming out. I had got signed by Polo like right before.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: Um and it's funny, too, because I actually remember I met I had met Iggy at the mm-hmm. studio when I was working with Polo. And I remember she had, like, 500 views on her YouTube or something like that. And, yeah. and Polo was like, yo, check out this girl. And I was just like, oh, like, cool, like, whatever. <laughs> and so <laughs> I didn't really think anything of it. And, like, next thing you know, she's all over the radio. Um, it's crazy yeah. how things work out. But mm-hmm. actually that was one of my setbacks was that deal with Polo because getting out of the deal took me about a year. Um I had to go through financial hell,
0: mm-hmm.
1: legal
3: hell. I couldn't release music for about a year and a half legally because I was not
1: still- even
0: free mixtape yeah. stuff on the internet.
3: Um no, because it's like even when you release free stuff, like it ends up going places where there's money generated. You might get licensed or something. Yeah, and yeah. and then and then Polo, because I'm under a deal with him, even if he didn't produce it, I was giving away like eighty five percent of my publishing to him. Something wow. ridiculous. Holy moly. Yeah, which is why I got out of the deal. <laughs> That's
1: when you get the knee breakers. Oh yeah, you giving away hand.
3: all my money for merchandising, everything. Um so it's like I love polo, but it was a very bad deal and I know that he just has a lawyer that goes ham for him. Mm-hmm. Um so no bad blood or anything, but it was just terrible. So he just,
0: like, hit you up, like, off. Well, you were on the show at this point.
3: Yeah, and I had uh, I had management at the time, and basically it's a lot of things that happened, but I kind of realized, like, I don't know, like, things weren't moving right for me. And
0: yeah. It's, yeah, it's the record industry one-on-one deal. I feel like everyone's first thing that they sign is usually, like, the worst contract ever.
1: Well, oh, yeah. technically, the first thing you sign is going to be the worst. Yeah, Because after that, you're going to be like, you know. I well. mean,
0: I've signed bad contracts knowing that they were bad contracts, just because I'm like, well, it's the first thing. So you're just <laughs> going to sign a bad contract. <laughs> but after this,
1: never again. Needless to
0: say, me and my book publishing company don't see eye to eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. Um, <laughs> you were saying.
3: So yeah, so then, so that was kind of my first big break, because that was when I was meeting people. Like, I remember Chris Brown, like, talking about me to Sierra right in front of me, and he was like, yeah, man, like, she's dope. And I was like, whoa, like, he's so talented, and like, the way he's talking about me was like, he was really, like, you know hyping me up and that kind of like i that's when i realized like okay like i'm in like this is my big break but then obviously i went through all that shit with polo getting out of the deal and then i met i'm got connected with wayne went to go play in my music in the studio in miami and and then like it was it was crazy like i played my music and he just loved it and it was kind of like okay done deal like mm-hmm. like now you're part of the family like and Did so you get a train? No, I didn't, not yet, You should,
0: yeah, that would be my number one thing. You'd be like, fuck, <laughs> but like all, a this, creative one. fuck all the
1: contracts and paperwork, give me a motherfucking chain. Yeah, right?
3: Yeah. No, I need chain. Have um, you
1: ever had a long conversation with Birdman?
3: Not a long one, not
0: yet. <sighs> yeah. I, was, I would like to know what a long conversation with Birdman would be like. I wouldn't know why you would need one. I don't think, yeah, he probably doesn't, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I love the stories. You're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, know. I love the stories of the early Birdman and Slims, like where Slim was always reading books on the music industry in like 1992. Yeah. Do you ever listen to the early Cash Money stuff from, like before, like UNLV? Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I used to love Cash Money. I remember like I had like a poster of Lil Wayne when I was like 12 or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My dog's name is Wheezy Like I named my dog Wheezy You know, way before I knew I'd be with Young Money, which is really funny. What's your
0: favorite Lil Wayne mixtape?
3: Oh, I mean, well, I'd have to say the the his last mixtape because he shouted me out on it. <laughs> so that was like the highlight. Just hearing my name come out of Wayne's mouth was like, oh my god, you know. So, so uh, that that was that was pretty.
2: pretty so actually, you-
3: that would be the moment where I was like, hold up, Wayne just shouted me out on his mixtape. Like, you know, you made it then. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the record like, man? What could because uh, this, you know, so this we so we know a little bit of like the history or whatnot. But what kind of what is your music So We'll probably play some I wanted to podcast. talk about
0: Mazel Tov because that's a Jewish song. <laughs> oh, yeah? And I, yeah, she has a song there's, called Mazel
1: there's no bias.
0: Yeah. I don't, I'm not even religious. I just thought it was amusing that there was it's a song Is a religious,
1: religious thing? It's I, a, I thought it just means like it's celebration. Like, it's, a yeah, Hebrew, it's, like it's a Hebrew
0: word. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Was that like, did Drake tell you to do
3: that? No, no. Actually, um, I just wanted to make a song that was like, a, like a... You know, like celebration type song yeah. and mm-hmm. and I'm my dad's Jewish, so mm-hmm. um I'm not like yeah. any yeah. my mom's You're name is Christian, my dad's yeah. name is Jewish, so I'm just like nothing really, but um
0: What's your dad's last name? Kurloff. Okay.
3: He's Russian Jew. Okay. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but Mom yeah. Yeah, so um uh-huh. I don't know, that I just wanted I just like thought it was unique. Like there's no song called I thought it'd be dope to have a rap song called Mazel Tov so that's yeah. how that happened.
1: What's the production like, though? Like, what kind of, what kind of beats are you rapping on? Um, you... I've
3: made. I've only been working with my producer, Rich Skills, mm-hmm. since I met him, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I've worked with so many producers. Like, I work with Polo. I've worked with Damon Elliott, Mini mm-hmm. Mafia, lots of big producers. But um, I started working with Rich, and it was just, like, everything came together creatively. Like, we were on the same page. And, like, you know, I had a lot of people pulling me different directions. Like, people were like, you need to go more pop, or you need to do this. And, like, I felt like he was on the same page as me, where it's, like, just be me mm-hmm. and people will get it eventually because that's the problem is like people don't really get me they don't understand like I'm a very diverse person like you know like I I'm a girly girl but I'm also a tomboy but like you know and I listen to all different types of music and so it was kind of like putting all the different sides of me into one and he got that he wasn't telling me I had to be more like this or more like this so um and if you hear his beats like on my mixtape he's done all my songs. they're they're crazy yeah you have a new single
0: with french montana right yeah did you guys record that in the studio together yeah yeah what was that like
3: uh that was dope actually that was like did he
0: wear a coon skin cap
3: no he did he didn't disappointing but yo no french is really dope like he you realize once you're in the studio with him how like extremely talented he is like he'll just like freestyle melodies and stuff and he actually does a lot of like melodic stuff um not full-on singing but you know like more that melodic rap that like drake does and ty dolla sign does um and he's just like he works really fast and like he's Ooh, just French? yeah he works really fast and he's like
0: discipline max B
3: he's just like super dope like you have to be in the studio and see him like working to like really like be like oh okay like I get why this guy's popping
0: you mm-hmm. know so when do you have an album coming out like is there a release date
3: yeah I don't have a release date yet I'm working on my album now Um, I would like to get it out by the the end of the summer Um.
1: How like, how close are you are you to being finished with this album?
3: Not close not close enough. I mean I have a lot of songs but like like for example when I did my mixtape, I had made so I had made so many songs that I couldn't narrow it down any less than 18. Mm. I was like I can't do any less than it cuz these songs are so good and I just want to put them out. So I want to have so many songs once again to like pick from and make sure I have pick only the best stuff and then how hands-on
0: is, like, Wayne or the Young Money team?
3: There, um, that's actually what I love about being with Young Money is there's a lot of creative freedom. Like, you know, like, you could see, like, like Drake, for example, is so much different than other Young Money artists. And I think that that's what Wayne saw in me. He saw that it was, like, a different vibe. Um, and it's kind of like they give you the creative freedom to do what you want but then at the end of the day they like approve it you know like Mm -hmm. you 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 play the music and then it's like okay we like that more we don't like that as much and and they kind of just let you do what you want you know Mm -hmm. and i think wayne is like that like too like he's very like you know like he has a couple songs on his last album that are like like rock sounding and and i think that he likes that like like he likes to see what people are going to do and step outside of the box rather than People heavily A and telling me, oh, like do this song or do that, you know.
1: You need a song with heavy melody on the yeah. chorus with a vo- Lee strong male vocalist. You like, need some wonky dubstep in this one because it's 2012. Yeah, it's you just like some... make
3: fucking music. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you go in the studio, you hear a good beat, you get inspired. However, the beat makes you feel or whatever you're going through, and you write to it. It's like it's not about like once people start like I remember I had met with the label. I won't say the name of the label. But no, I had, you should
1: say the name of the label. No,
3: I'm not going to. But say I had the met. Name of the label. No, I'm not going to. <laughs>
1: what
3: the fuck? Because I I probably am gonna you know work with their artist or whatever you never know but I basically can
1: we'll bleep it out
3: I'm not gonna say it but
1: I, I wanna had, know the name of the label I'll
3: tell you after when we're not just
1: recording. mouth it to me no <laughs> just don't say just, 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 just like kinda just say universal. like you know like Huh?
3: Four. Oh, okay. okay, so I had. I, I did not even
1: understand it. I just want, I like the effort. Okay,
3: <laughs> so I had met with them, and I remember like the first meeting, like they loved my music, they loved me, but right away it was like, oh, remember that song? Oh yeah, that song would be perfect. She should cut that one. Or remember that producer did it, and it's like all of a sudden I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like it's I just like a factory. I'm like I just walked in here, and I'm like, and I like what I'm doing, what we're doing, you know, already creatively. Like mm. that's what I like about Young Money is like they liked what we were doing, and they didn't try to change me. They're like, keep doing what you're doing, cause we fuck with it, you know. Mm. So that's that's what's dope about them. A lot of the time, you'll come into a label and you'll come with already a dope product, but for some reason, they want to do... Something to it and change it in some. Well, sort it's of like way. when
0: you—it's—it's it's the nature of like I think not to get into my like capitalism tirades, but it's the nature <laughs> Here of comes like the capitalism But tirade. no, but like I'm not a socialist. i am like I in an alternate life I would have liked to have been a socialist, but Trotsky. Um, <laughs> but no, when you get to that level, I think it's like when you sell a screenplay, it's like you're not really selling a screenplay that's going to be made. You're selling like draft one that's going to be rewritten probably three times, unless you you're producing it yourself or something yeah. and you made it. This is how I feel, man. It's
1: like you these. All right. There's like you've had your experiences in that. I'm going through it right now. <laughs> Basically, a lot of people that are like executives and people that aren't like hands-on in like releasing the art and making the art. There's like a lot of people that don't understand the concept of just, like, cooking crack, you know what I'm saying? They don't understand, like, okay, I bring a...
0: That's why Master P was so successful. Exactly. (laughs) It
1: was like, I bring this raw thing here, and we don't add a bunch of shit that doesn't belong in it. We just kind of fucking take away the stuff that it doesn't need, and you get a more pure... You know, I don't know. That's 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 what I think, you know. So that's like basically what you're saying with having that Young Money, where you bring a shitload of songs and like we don't like that one, we don't like that one, we don't like that one. But these right here are all cracked. What's the most valuable thing that Lil Wayne has
0: taught you?
3: Um, I I would say, obviously, to to just be myself. Like I like I just said, there's so much creative freedom, and I feel like like Wayne's that person that like you know if he fucks with you that you're doing something right, and you should just keep doing you. Um, that's that's pretty much what I've learned. Cause I think, like, for example, Wayne started skateboarding, and like, mad people are like talking shit, like why is he trying to skateboard? And it's like, he's just doing what he loves. He's just being him. And like, he does not give a fuck what people think. Like Mm. he's still skateboarding every day that he has a chance to, like he's Mm. got truck fit now, which Mm. I actually am the female face of that line. Um, So he's got truck fit now, which is kind of like a skater brand. And a lot of people were giving him flack for that too. Like, Oh, you're going to all of a sudden come out with a skater wear line. Like, who do you think you are? But it's like, he's just being him. He's just doing what he loves to do. And I think that that's what I love so much about Wayne is like, he, he just doesn't care he doesn't give a fuck like he like he even said like like you know like in his song he's like fuck gucci like he's like he doesn't care about he's not the type of person that cares about like wearing all of like the designers that are out and stuff like he's like still the same hood dude he was before he got all the money you know mm-hmm. what i mean he's That's just like, him so
1: yeah, yeah yeah and definitely i think that's that's probably the appeal the appeal of Wayne I think to to kids just like this guy does a bunch of random shit he's like nah he doesn't do a bunch of random shit he just does everything he thinks of and yeah. it seems random to you because like I don't know man and before like Wayne's run who who was like Wayne's big run was like what oh nine oh no
0: it's like oh five
1: to like 0-8, 0-9. 0-5 to oh nine that when the three card, Carter three, two pe-
0: came out I think in oh five.
1: So but Carter Three came out in the Carter one,
0: yeah. Carter huh? no, 08. Carter Three I think was O eight, yeah.
1: Okay. Who was who was like the lead competition around that time, you That's think, a, for him?
0: There was a, that was a dark void in music. I mean maybe void.
3: Kanye, right?
0: Yeah, Kanye oh. and fifty. Ah, 50 did nah, wasn't. That time. Fifty was selling a lot of. Fifty copies. was already banned. Dude, but even like, but if you look at like fifty before I self destruct, which I think was or what was it on Curtis or before I self destruct, the one against graduation, like that sold like five hundred thousand copies or like three hundred thousand copies first week. That's an insane amount of records. It just didn't sell. No, that's the same insane
1: amount of records. Now, no, no, then. it was a lot at the
0: time. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, well, yeah, whatever. 50,
0: <laughs> you know. Fuck my point. <laughs> <laughs> you see, yeah, 50. Not a, not, a, not that good at baseball, though, unfortunately. Oh, you seen that, that pitch? Who didn't, dude? That's like everyone's Facebook. Like, it would look But I found it kind of offensive, honestly, because, like on some level, it's like, not like 50 had a dad, and like, where are fucking all these parks in the middle of Queens? Like, <laughs>
1: Shut where did you living. Up. Everybody had PE. I don't know. You know, but this Dude, is one, most one thing, most
0: basketball players can't even throw a baseball half the time.
1: That 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 actually like reconfirmed my like my my belief on that he's actually You he might actually be a gangster because I remember when I was in school, all the gang bangers they don't play baseball. They no, they just were <laughs> all uncoordinated. <laughs> they were all like you know like. They suck. There's only well, one dude. Well, you think about it, it's it like a guy named JD who was like the all around. he was like the Uberman. He was like, he was <laughs> yeah, like. I <laughs> like that
0: you just use Nietzsche.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah. But he was like the best gang banger. Yeah. He had like a fucking four He was good at basketball, soccer, baseball. It was like it made him in a laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he was good at everything he did. But everybody, all the other guys. Was like, he good at rapping? He probably would have been. He probably would have been. I don't think gang- gangsters didn't rap-, rap back in the day at at school. That was, shit was corny. For them. Was it really? Oh yeah, yeah. Think? But yeah. there's a dude that's a gangbanger. that got shot and he's in a wheelchair and he has a mixtape. He's from my old school and uh, really? it's, it's actually really good. Why didn't you tell me about this? It sounds like a great story. And uh, I think the name of the mixtape. I don't want to fucking misquote just it. Just tell me. I just don't. I know. But I think it's it's not. I don't want to misquote it, but I think it's like you know, uh, walk for me because I can or some shit like some crazy shit like I don't know. But uh, yeah. anyway, I'll find I'll find it. <laughs> well, me. I moved. Um, but
0: so okay. Well, so what? Well, what's next for you? In the the you you're make you're recording your album. Do you yeah. You like, guest features that you you already have. I know like everyone asks you that in every interview. But
3: yeah. Um. No, I'm working. I mean, I'm gonna. I have a couple songs actually right now. I have another song that I wanna get snoop on which i think he's gonna get on Mm -hmm. um it's uh it's definitely a west coast anthem and i think nipsey hustle might be getting on that too i
1: love
3: nipsey um yeah he's dope um and actually it's funny because like i haven't really been focusing as much on i'm just like trying to make good music Mm -hmm. and and um it's funny because i actually one of the things i do bump heads with my producer on a lot we're we work great together and have great chemistry but one of the things we do bump heads on is a lot of the times he's like oh let's get this person on this let's get this person on this let's have him do this hook and I'm like yo like I could rap I could sing like I'm like I could do my own hooks like I don't need like you know like there's a lot of artists that are out right now and I think that it's kind of a shame that there's artists that can come out and like they can't even carry a song on their own without having somebody to come in and do a hook for them and stuff like that Yeah, yeah. Um, so like I don't want people to think that of me at all especially coming off being on fucking reality shows, I'm like, yo, I want people to know I could do this shit on my own. Like, how Drake says in his song, like, every song sounds like Drake featuring Drake. Like,
2: yeah. I want
3: people to think the same shit about me. Like, oh, shit, she's rapping and singing, like, doing the whole song herself. So I want to have as much songs as I can on my own. And then, obviously, if there's a song where I'm like, oh, shit, Wayne needs to get on this, or this song would be perfect for this person, then then mm. try to get the features after.
0: What okay. do you, what do you, uh, if someone was going to, you know, come near me, let's say, like, someone was listening to this and I had no idea like they hadn't listened to music what would you want them to know about you
1: um
3: that's a good question because there's people who listen so you're saying if somebody listened to my music they had no idea who i am
0: or no, some say someone was listening to this podcast and they had no idea, like they were just it's coming. A, you
1: guys are saying the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. okay. Fair that enough. happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, when I w- alone,
0: I'm sober. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I would really. I mean, I guess I would just want people to to know. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, I usually say people that know me from TV. I, I would want them to know that like music is what I do first and foremost, and that's that's my passion. That's like what i've always done my whole life that's how i got on tv um and that really hasn't been easy for me because i think a lot of people like put this like image in their head that like i just got on mtv and like it's been so easy and i'm like this like little rich girl that like comes Mm. from this happy little like family and i'm like no like my life was not anything like that like season two of fantasy factory i had a part-time job folding t-shirts at a skate shop in the valley and like that's when it hit me because like kids were coming up to me asking for Pictures and shit, and I'm like, I can't work a regular job I'm now. Famous. Like, but at the same time, I wasn't you making enough money, money
1: yeah. from yeah. the show
3: to to fully support myself, and like it was so many hours filming that I barely had time for a part time job, and like it was crazy. That shit probably
1: really affected the music too, huh?
3: So so much because especially the first couple seasons when my music career wasn't as prominent, like they. i I was lucky to even be on the show and to be given the opportunity so it's like they're not going to work around my schedule you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying so i had to be there every day and there were some days where i'd have to sit there all day long and i wouldn't even end up in a scene Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm wasting my day but i will say that a lot of the time the downtime when i was filming i'd be you know writing music and stuff but like that was a huge setback i couldn't get get in the studio like i'd get out of there filming we film in downtown l.a by the time i get home back to the valley with traffic and it's like, and then I got to wake up the next day at nine a.m. to go film again. There was like barely any time to record and stuff, so mm-hmm. it was a big setback. But it also gave me a fan base, and yeah. and now I can get my music out to people faster, which is dope. So
1: yeah, okay, double edged sword then, I guess.
3: It's like it, it, it's like it weighed itself out. You know what I mean, like yeah. So it's a setback, but it's also good. Just kind of
1: that's tight. Weird. That's tight. That's, <laughs> tight. that's tight. That's
0: tight. And then yeah. you'll get your chain, and then it'll all then be. you get the chain. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well you, you
1: gotta come over here to the podcast again so I can just, just hold the chain, just hold yeah, just like I could just hold like I could just like cup it like this. Can, <laughs> out and podcast like I'm holding the chain like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> like a golden baby. Um anyway, so well thank you for coming through.
3: No, thank Appreciate you for having me. You guys are fun to hang out with and talk to.
1: <laughs> we do this. Alright, shots fired Chanel you know, West Coast, Jeff Weiss, you no know, can Do. Yeah. Peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs>